God promised Moses a promised land. But it's in Joshua chapter 1, after Moses is dead now, God tells Joshua that he will be the man to lead Israel into the promised land. When they cross the river, the first city that they're about to face is going to be Jericho, a city with high walls. And there's, a, there's an interesting insert in this story about a woman by the name of Rahab. In fact, I think it's kind of random what happens in the story because God, we already know, has promised Joshua every city and every place that he's going to step into will be his. But Joshua still, for some reason, sends two spies knowing that God already promised him the land. And what's already belonging to Israel and God does not need no person in Jericho including Rahab to fulfill his promise he already spoke to Joshua that Jericho will be his are you here but Joshua sends two spies and this morning this short message is going to be about two people the first being a Rahab who is a harlot the Bible says and the second being Achan who's a part of Israel, of whom is promised to inherit the land that he's about to step into. Joshua sends two guys to check out Jericho. And it says they came to the house of the harlot named Rahab. And she welcomes them in, and the Bible says that she decides to hide these two men on the roof under some flax. And when she has soldiers come to her house, she says, these men, I don't know where they came from or who they are, but they went that way. And the Bible says for three days, they went to begin to look for these men while these men hid on her roof. My question for you today, and I want you to hear me, I think you're listening as you're standing, you have no choice. What are you hiding? Before we continue about Rahab, the man Achan was promised to receive also the promised land. He was a part, we can say, a part of the promise. He was of a new generation that was going to inherit the promised land, a new territory, a place that will be their own. But when they defeat Jericho, Achan decides to hide things as well. And instead of hiding him, he didn't have a roof like Rahab, but he hid it in his tent. The Bible says that he buried some treasure in his tent, things that he found in Jericho like treasures. He took them and the, he went to his tent and he hid them in the ground. Two people that are hiding something. But the difference is, one is hiding something that God already defeated. And someone's hiding something that has to do with the promises of God. And I'm so happy about what we've been singing and what, the, what Mariana was sharing about the promise of God. It's interesting that these two men, they're not just two men. They're men that are connected to a promise. And she takes these two men being a harlot, a prostitute, she hides these two men 
She doesn't hide her life. Listen, she does not hide her life. She does not hide who she is, but she decides to hide two men who have to do everything with a promise. And she puts them on her roof, not on the ground. She puts them on top. She puts them in a priority level. She puts them on the roof under some flax. It's interesting, flax is one of the main things that is used to make linen. Robes, righteousness, inheritance. She hides them under some flax. And the Bible says that because because of the red scarlet cord that she would put out her window, the two men were part of a promise that she would receive. And when Jericho would be destroyed, she would be saved. But Achan, who hid things, hid things in the ground of his tent, would perish with his entire family and all that he owned. Because there is danger. The Bible says when they begin to fight the enemy and they could not win the enemy, God says to Joshua, this is why. The things that I defeated, someone is hiding amongst your army. And God says this is the problem, that what you're hiding disqualifies you from standing against your enemy. That when the enemy comes against you like a flood, you can't raise a higher standard because there's something within you that's defiling you. You're coming against an army that's already defeated, but it's defeating you because there's something in you that's been already defeated by God. A woman hides a promise, a man hides something that belongs to God. What are you hiding this morning? What are we hiding this morning? God turns around Rahab's life, Rahab's family, Rahab's name, Rahab's future, Rahab's inheritance. God turns all things around for someone's good. That which was supposed to kill her, that which was supposed to harm her, that which defiled her, God turned around for her good. See, when Adam sinned, it wasn't the sin that separated Adam from God. He hid from God because he was ashamed. And all of a sudden, sin brought brought distance between God. And I want to tell you something that the reason Adam was hiding behind the bush was the same things that Jesus hung for on the cross. Everything that had any right to destroy us, Jesus took upon himself. Look what it says in Colossians chapter 2 verse 15. He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. One more time. He nailed it to the cross and in this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. What Rahab hid, the enemy could not find. 
and God protected and it brought life to her and her family. What Achan hided, the enemy, he could not stand against and God revealed it and it brought death to him and his entire family. His secret sin became a foothold for the enemy, but Rahab's promise became a, became a platform for what God had promised to give her. See, God is not surprised by what you might be going through. But I think what does surprise God is when we hide the things that we go through. I love in Genesis when Adam is hiding, God comes right to the vicinity of where he is. Listen. There is something that God has promised for you to walk in this year. There's a territory that God has for you that you have not been there yet. There's a place in God that he has for you. There's a walk with God that he has for you. There's promises that you've been waiting for that God has for you. Listen, there's a territory that you're going to step into this year that you have not gone into before. But there are prerequisites that God has for us to step in and claim the territory that he has for us. And it's so simple. Hold on to the promises that God has given you and don't hide anything that God already overcame on the cross. Listen, no matter what it is in your life, don't hide it. Jesus took it and made it a public spectacle, shaming it, defeating it, winning over Satan, defeating everything that might hold you back. There is no reason to hide like Adam because Jesus hung on a cross. But if there is, if there is something in your life that's causing you to shy away from God, it's causing you to not lift your hands or face to God, my friend, don't hide it from God. Give it to God and watch how God is going to bring a great victory into your life. It don't matter what your background is. It don't matter what you went through. It don't matter your reputation. It don't matter what they call you or what your house is used for. It does not matter. What matters is that you hold fast to the promises that God has for you. What are you hiding? Don't hide what God already defeated. Hide what God promised for you. Don't hide what Satan is trying to use against you. Remind him what the de- what, what Jesus did against him on the cross. And hide the promises of God within your heart. See, if I were to call you forward right now, if you were hiding something, one of the first thoughts you would have is what's my neighbor going to think? Or what are some leaders going to think? Or what's my family going to think? Maybe you're thinking about, thinking this about your wife and your wife is thinking this about you. You know, the root of that thought not only is a lie, but also pride in your heart. Because the Bible teaches us that we must look to one another as higher than ourselves. But if you're worried about your reputation, if you're worried about your name, if you're worried about who you are or or how people know you, it's pride. God sees you right where you are. God sees you right where you are. 
And maybe this is an interruption for your worship, but I believe you're going to get breakthrough as you continue to worship because God wants to set you free. Jesus defeated everything that you think the devil has any right to use against you. No matter what it is, no matter what you're walking through or going through, he took it upon his body. He took it on the cross and it was nailed publicly for you and for me. We're going to be here in the front to minister to you, to pray for you. Listen, this doesn't have to be some huge sin or some small sin. It could be anything that you're keeping within yourself and you're not giving it to God. We're going to kick the devil out of our life this morning. We're going to kick that sin out of our life this morning. We're going to allow God to break that addiction over our life this morning. thank you for every person here in the front right now. Come on, church, pray. Lord, we thank you so much for what you're doing. From this moment, everything that was brought to the light has no power to keep them in the darkness. We thank you, Lord, that in James it says that we confess the blood of Jesus washes us, sets us free as white as snow. We thank you, God, for your righteousness. We thank you for your justification. We thank you for your freedom right now here in this moment. For every individual, God, we thank you so much. Let them walk. Let them walk now in freedom. Go and sin no more. I thank you, God, so much that you have set them apart, that you have raised them up, fill them with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Come on, give a shout of celebration unto God. We thank you, Lord, so much. We thank you, Lord, so much. Come on, as we go back into the song, I want you to lift your hands in the air. I want you to grab a hold of God's promises like they're already yours. God has promised you things in this new year. Hold on to that promise. Hide that promise in your heart. David said, I hide your word in my heart. And God said in the New Testament, he said, 
listen, the things that I've hidden from this world, I have revealed unto you. There's things that God has for you. I want you to keep your hands high and just a song of faith. Give God thanks for the promise that he has given you. Believe God for the things that he's going to be doing this year, the things he's going to lead you into, the things promised for your family, for your job, for your, for your relatives, for your future. You're calling God's plans, all that he has. Come on, hold on and begin to declare God's goodness in Jesus' name.